Welcome to Church Unfiltered Podcast, a leadership podcast for pastors, church leaders, and volunteers. Now, here's your host, Dr. Anthony Cops. Welcome to another episode of Church Unfiltered. This is the podcast that is powered by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting, where we seek to help pastors and church leaders find the answers to questions that they are asking. Today, we're going to be talking about collecting data, collecting data, and how collecting data can help you to determine direction for your church. I ran across this interesting quote. It's not from a theologian. It's not from some fancy person or some well-known person uh, that is um, in history. Actually, it's from a fictional character. It is from Sherlock Holmes, and it was found in a study in Scarlet written by Arthur Conan Doyle. This is what the quote says. It is a capital mistake to theorize before one has data. Let me say that again. It is a capital mistake to theorize before one has data. What's so significant about that particular quote or that particular statement? It is suggesting that we do a lot of planning and it's not wise to do planning or to try to figure something out when you have not collected the right data. The such is true even in the church setting. So many times I, I talk to pastors and church leaders and find them trying to figure out how to move forward. And they're looking at planning, uh, having a strategic planning meeting or they're going to have a ministry planning meeting, year in meeting, beginning of the year meeting. And they they do so with making one big mistake. There's one mistake that is so common whenever church leaders are trying to gather together to to plan on what they're going to do for the next year or what they're going to do for the rest of the year. Um, whether it's church leaders, church staff, they do this, this one common mistake. They enter into a planning meeting or a discussion with no data. That is, that is something that I just, that just jumps out at me so often when I see that, when I hear people talking about that, I, because that's one of the things that first things that I ask, I said, have you collected any information? What information are you basing this upon? Because when you begin to set out a calendar or you set out programs, uh, programming and things that you are going to do, your church is going to do, but you base it upon no data. If you haven't collected any data, what are you going off of? You're going off of emotion. You're going off of assumptions. You're going off of what ha of tradition, what has happened in the past. And that is why many churches are failing to do things that are effectively meeting the needs of the congregation and community or offering a fresh wind of ideas because they are not operating according to data. I do understand that some might wonder, well, what about the Holy Spirit? Where does the Holy Spirit come into play? We'll talk about that a little later. Let me let me help us with this 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 concept of collecting data in order to make sure that we determine our direction. Let me let me let me focus in on that. A couple of things about collecting data. Number one, the purpose of collecting data is to gather information. We want to gather information. You want to get accurate information. You want to know all right, how many people are in attendance? What what do people need? What is some information that you want to gather? First and foremost, you have to determine what information you actually are trying to gather. A purpose of collecting data is to gather information. That's just it in its basic 
in this basic definition or, or understanding of it, you want to gather information. But then another purpose of collecting data is to remove biases and preferences. I need us to write that down. I need you to write that down. A purpose of collecting data is to remove biases and preferences or assumptions. We don't want to go into our planning and our programming uh, and putting together our programming based upon assumptions. We've done it this way. This is what the people want. This is what the people need. How do you know that? Come here, pastor. Come here, church leader. When is the last time you ask your congregation if they wanted the program or the event that you are planning on having next year that you're planning on having next month? Did you ask them? Do you know that they want that? Some of us are wondering, why is the attendance so low at this event or that's this activity? Maybe people don't want to do it. But if you don't collect data, if you don't ask, if you don't figure it out, then you'll assume that people want it or you'll go off of emotion and tradition and you'll continue to have something that maybe should be put to rest. So the purpose of collecting data, gather information to remove biases and preferences. Uh, last thing I'll say on that, on that second one, is that we do operate so much on our preferences. This is what we like. This is what I like. This is what I want. And that is doing us a disservice as doing the church a disservice. You want to make sure that you are operating according to um, not just one person's opinion and thoughts, but you want to collect as much information. What's effective? What's what's reaching people? What what are people responding to? Because what we like may not be what the majority of others like. So data helps us to remove those biases and preferences. But then data also helps to give the people a voice. When you collect data, you are asking people's thoughts and opinions. People want to be want to be heard. So when you ask them a question and you listen and you actually take the information and you do something with it, that empowers people, that encourages people like, wow, they really care about what I think. Now, you may not use every single thing. Of course not. Of course, you're not going to use everything, but it gives the people a voice. What an opportunity it is for you to make people feel special, make people feel included. Let's face it. I don't I think sometimes what we what we fail to remember is that the church is made up of people who are willingly and voluntarily there. Yes, the Lord adds to the church. He brings people there, but they don't have to be there. Um, they are they are there. They're giving, they're serving, they're doing things. And so we want to make sure that we keep that in the forefront. We want to make sure that people at least feel appreciated and their voice is heard. It's important to be able to tell people we're not going to use every single idea, but we certainly want your input. So the purpose of collecting data, let me run that back to gather information to remove biases and preferences and to give people a voice. So then if those are some of the purposes of, of collecting data in order to be able to help us to determine direction, to be able to help us to get to that place of planning, what are some of the methods? What are some of the methods of collecting data? This is this is simple. I just want to run through this. This is what I do when I go into a church. There's so many great consultants and great people out there that are doing tremendous work working with churches and organizations. Uh, but this is this is what we primarily do. So we 
when you go in and you collect data or if you want to collect data on your own, one of the simplest ways to do that is a survey. You do surveys, you collect information that way, you gather information that way. You hear the voice of the people that way, you conduct a survey. It doesn't have to be a long drawn out survey, but you send out a survey, survey the people, determine what it is that you want that, that you want to do in the sense of what's the purpose of it. Don't just throw out a survey for the sake of, of a survey. Are you putting out a survey because you want to check on people's well-being? Are you putting out a survey because you want to get the opinions of people regarding the project? What is it that you are what, what is it that you are doing this survey for? Um, is it just a check in? Because you want to make it clear to the people. Why? Why should they take the survey? Why should they fill this out? Answer these questions. So you want to do a survey, get doing a survey helps you to gather information. If you're looking at trying to do programming, let's look at that. For example, I want to do programming for 2023. So a good survey might be, let's look at all the different events that we had in the, in 2022 and, and, and examine those and assess those and say, Hey, would you like to continue to have the Halloween alternative event? Would you like to have a Thanksgiving service? Different things like that. Survey the people, ask them what they like to participate in that. Again, you're going to get a variety of responses uh, or you might, depending on, on how you how you label that, label the answers. Um, but I, and I would say this, let me put this in there parenthetically before I forget. Always want to make sure in a survey that you leave opportunity for people to give explanation or to give their input that is outside of the of the multiple choice answers that you've given them. You want to always give them opportunity to be able to add their comments or additional commentary. So surveys are a simple way of collecting data. You that's the one of the best ways, again, to give voice to the people. Another method of collecting data is doing a demographic study, a demographic study, a demographic study. We've talked about this several times on Church Unfiltered before. Um, I can do this for you with Breakthrough Ministry Consulting. I can do a demographic study of your church. And so what this simply is, is it gives you an understanding of the people who make up your community, uh, that make up your 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 city. You can do it by zip code. You could do it by a five or 10 or 20 mile radius. You can do that. There's so many different ways to do a demographic study. The city that you live in offers that type of thing. You can connect with someone at the city and get a demographic study that is really based upon data that is collected from the census, that is collected from the Chamber of Commerce, various, various sources, um, your denomination, if you are a part of a denomination, whether it is locally, statewide or nationally, they should have some type of program where you can get a demographic study uh, done sometimes for free. There's no cost associated with it. And you can find out the makeup of your neighborhood. Why is that so important? It's so important because it helps you again to not assume you know your neighborhood, not assume you know your city, your community, but it will help you to get accurate information. One church, this let me give you an example. One church that I worked with, the they they were doing some programming 
in which they were feeding people. They were feeding people or they, they had a program that they had a food pantry. The food pantry was not doing very well when they did the food pantry. They would put it out there and they would just on their social media and various things. And, and they were wondering why no one was really responding. No one in the area that they uh, that the church was located was really responding. Well, when I did, a, I did a demographic study with this particular church, the average median household income, the average, this was one of the things that came up on the, on the, the study, the average median household income for that area, we did a five mile radius. We did a five mile radius of the church and the average, average income in that area was $83,000, was $83,000. So now that does not mean, and so what was happening is that people in that area were not responding to the food pantry. The average income is $83,000. And what that was suggesting is not, not exact, but suggesting that perhaps that need was not there. They didn't need to do a food pantry because the people in that area did not have a food shortage problem. They didn't have a food shortage problem there are on the on the on the opposite end of the spectrum. There is a church that I was working with that is in an area where the average household income was twenty seven thousand dollars, twenty seven thousand dollars. So that tells you something about the area that that church was located in the area that that church was located in. There was a drastic need for food, for clothing for the, for the basic necessities of life. The one church where it was 80 plus 80,000 plus average income, they didn't need a food pantry. They needed some other things. Actually, one of the things that came out of that demographic study for that church was, was a need for family activities, family activities. So I encourage that pastor and that church to look into uh, doing maybe game night, you know, having a game night and inviting the community to come out for game night and have fun, have a great time doing game night because they didn't need a food pantry. They needed family activities and then uh, after school program as well, because several of the people in that area, um, their kids were coming home and needed some activities and different things like that. But in the in the with the church, that was the average of twenty seven thousand dollars. Um, as far as the household income, a food pantry, clothing, um, pantry, all of these different things is what this church implemented and they grew and people responded to that church. And that is because of a demographic study that was done that started pointing to some things that were needed in that particular community. So, so methods of, of, of gathering data are surveys, demographic studies, uh, so important. Again, if you need that to be done, I, I encourage you email us at info at breakthrough That's info at breakthrough and just let us know you need a demographic study done. Listen, I'm, I'm so excited about doing that and, and so intentional about helping churches will will help you out. There's a slight cost to it to cover my costs, but uh, but I want to help the church to make sure that you Take away assumptions. What what is your community really like? A demographic study can help you with that. Uh, but of course, nothing beats 
going out into the community and meeting them face to face. Nothing beats that. So methods of collecting data, surveys, demographic studies, and then focus groups, focus groups. Here's 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 one that I really want you guys to hear. Focus groups within your congregation. A demographic study will tell you what your community is like, but within your congregation, and, and even in the community, if you conducted focus groups, if you held focus groups, you brought together groups of people that you were able to just talk to and hear from them and be able to get some information from them. For instance, if you want to reach out to youth, young adults, uh, you want to get you want to make your church younger, you want to make sure that you reach younger uh, adults, then your focus groups need focus group needs to be made up of people within that age range. Um, if you don't have a whole lot of them, um, you might have to you might have to bring people from outside. You might have to uh, bring in some folks to help you to to understand what 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 image your church is giving off. For instance, if you want to bring in young adults, let's say you want to bring in young adults between 18 to 35, but your church doesn't have a strong 18 to 35 representation. You only have a couple of people. Well, first of all, ask those couple of people, can you bring some friends? Let's have a focus group. We'll feed you, bring up, come, come one night. We'll, uh, we'll provide dinner for you. Let's sit and talk. But here's what you, what you, what you can do. You can ask that group. If it's five people to show up, 10 people, however many, tell them just to come find some people within that age group to come and be a part of this focus group. Ask them what their impression of your church is. Ask them to attend on a Sunday service. Ask them to, to and, and give them the assignment of tell us what you feel. Tell us what you experience. Tell us what 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 impression you get from this church. When you do this, you are collecting data. You are getting information from people who you're trying to reach. Things like that are so significant to us now I know pastor that is listening. I know that's risky because sometimes you might hear something that you really don't want to hear, but you have to be courageous enough. You have to be courageous enough to to accept the feedback that you might receive. Yes, they might tell you, hey, it was boring. Hey, it was just not good or the music wasn't good or whatever. You might hear that, but that's okay. At least you will know you will know what's keeping people away. You will get answers to your questions um, and, and, and that will take away the assumptions and take away the 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 preferences and all of those types of things. Again, it will confront all of that with the focus group. So collecting data, surveys, demographic studies, focus groups. There's other ways of being able to do it as well. But for the sake of time, I'll just stop at those three. Then once you do that, once you do that, once you understand the purpose of collecting data, once you implement some methods of collecting data, you do a survey or you do a focus group or you look at this demographic study that tells you things about your community, then you can call or then you can gather together for a planning session. Remember that quote. Remember that quote. It's it's don't 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 plan something. Don't theorize and come to a conclusion about something, something when you don't have data. Don't do that. Pastors, church leaders, please don't do that. I, I implore you don't do that. That's the mistake that so many churches 
are making is that they implement plans that are not based upon data and then wonder they wonder why maybe it was a flash in the pan maybe it was great that event but then the next one is not or that it was a great event and then the people don't show up the next week why because you're not putting the energy and effort into it before the event or the activity and it's not based upon data. We want to make sure we want to make sure that that is the case. So your planning sessions do what you do. You gather together and you do a planning session, brainstorming session. You bring people together, your calendar planning, all of those things. You do that, but you do it based upon data. I have the information. I have the data now that I can I can set out what I'm going to do, what my programming is programming is going to be. I can even determine what my preaching schedule is going to be. I can determine what what things to implement, what things to focus in on based upon data, based upon data. And here's the last thing I want to say about this. You know what? No, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. So if you have, for instance, if you collect data and your data suggests to you that the the prominent age group that is in your neighborhood and even within your church, but within your neighborhood, in your community and your congregation, that the prominent age range, this is one church that I worked with. They saw that the prominent age range was Generation Z. Was, was people who were 20 in their early 20s and in and, and late teens. That was the, the, the most prominent age range in the community, in the community. So if that is the case, if that is the prominent age range, the majority of folks in the community are that age range, then you should do something that meets the needs of Generation Z. Or you should understand, you should seek to understand how Generation Z is wired. I'm not going to go into all of that, but it's it's so important. It helps you determine the direction. It helps you to determine the direction of your programming. Uh, it's so important to, to recognize that. Your data, as far as what you collect, will help you to determine direction of even your music ministry and your and your and your evangelism and your all these different things, the classes that you offer, for instance, Sunday school, those of you who still have Sunday school or those who have classes that you offer. When is the last time you collected data? When is the last time you ask people, do they benefit from Sunday school? Do they benefit from the curriculum that is being taught? that perhaps there is a, a time to shift it or maybe people want to go to topics. When is the last time you ask or are you assuming that just because it's been going on for years, it's still applicable for for the future? So do what you do, gather together and have your planning sessions. Uh, again, this is something that we can help you with, but I will not come into a church and do a planning session until I have gathered data about that church. I need you to hear that. I need you to hear that. If I come in as your consultant, if I come in as, as just a friend of your ministry, as a friend of pastors and church leaders, I'm going to ask you for data. I'm going to ask you, what, what is your attendance? What is, what is your retention? What is your staff makeup? What is the demographics of your neighborhood? I'm going to ask you for data. If you don't have that, I'll make sure that I help you to get that 
before I gather together with your leadership or before we sit down with your leadership and we begin to start trying to strategically plan. Some people will call me and say, hey, come in and help us with our strategic planning. I'll ask for the data if they don't if they can't provide data first or if they aren't willing to get that data, I can't do the session because we'll get into the session and basically that strategic planning session will become an emotional venting session. Here's what I want to suggest to you all. People want to do you want to do a planning retreat. You want to do different things. If you are gathering together with your with your group of leaders, but you're not but you're doing so without data, then you're just having a social event. If you don't have data that is driving and helping you to determine some things, you are basically going in with emotions. You're going to either go in with data and information. Or you're going to go in with emotions. You're going to that's emotions going to be there anyway, because some people don't want to go to that retreat. Some people don't want to go. But at least you have a foundation of data because data can help redirect you when emotions might run high. You can the data can say, hey, I understand how you feel, but the data is telling us. The data is telling us that this is what's going on around us or this is what's going on inside the church. So I suggest to you, if you plan on doing a retreat, you plan on bringing me in or someone or a consultant in to do strategic planning or to help you with your planning. Make sure you collect data or allow that person to help you to collect data before you even get there. And then it will maximize the time that you have. Or if you want to do it yourself, if you're doing it yourself, don't call another planning meeting pastor until you have collected data. Base your planning meeting upon the data that you see for that you have taken before the Lord and said, Lord, you see you. You already know. he already knows it. All that's happening is that you are discovering what he already knows in the sense of this is the makeup of the people. This is what's happening but because you have been assuming that, you know, um, you have been you have not, you've been misdirected. But now you have information that will help you to accurately develop programming. Data can help you determine direction. These are some things that I want to suggest to you. I'm here to help in any way. Please contact me info at breakthroughonline.org, and you can call me. You can email me. I would be so happy to help you to, to to collect data, to be able to analyze your data and implement some programming that is based upon the data that you have collected. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Church Unfiltered. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Church Unfiltered Podcast and connect with us. If you would like more information on this topic discussed in this episode, or if you would like to bring Dr. Cobbs in for church consulting, leadership training, or speaking engagements, please email us at info at breakthroughonline.org. Again, that is info at breakthroughonline.org. Until next time, God bless you and keep you.